Welcome to this special series of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast, hosted by me, Christina Simmons, your guide during this audio online retreat that is focused upon helping you become the saint God created you to be. This retreat will consist of us reading the book, Love Like a Saint, by Elizabeth M. Kelly, and will include a brief reflection and daily resolution designed to help you incorporate what we read into your daily life. So accompany me now as we take our next step on our journey towards holiness. Welcome to day eight. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O Lord, grant me peace of mind so I may face with tranquility everything that this new day will bring. Help me entrust myself to your holy will. In every hour of this day, teach me and support me. Whatever news I may receive today, teach me to accept it with serenity and with firm conviction that everything is according to your holy will. And all my words and actions guide my thoughts and feelings. And all unexpected events, do not let me forget that everything is sent by you. Teach me to deal sincerely and wisely with every member of my family, bringing confusion or sorrow to none. O Lord, grant me strength to endure the weariness of the coming day and bear my part in all its passing events. Guide my will and teach me to pray, to believe, to hope, to endure, to forgive, and to love. Amen. So today we are beginning the next chapter. We're beginning to walk with a new saint, Blessed Benedetta Bianchi Porto. She lived from 1936 to 1964, and the virtues that Liz Kelly has us focusing upon in conjunction with Blessed Benedetta is friendship and perseverance. So we begin, and there is an endorsement here, which is for my niece, Anja. Virtues often appear together in a complementary way like two hands folded in prayer. Sometimes this is the case with perseverance and friendship, as illustrated by the following story. Dr. Michael de Brescia, Executive Medical Director and co-founder of Calvary Hospitals in the Bronx and Brooklyn, gave a remarkable account of the power of friendship, of the simple act of being present, of persisting, in an interview published in the National Catholic Bioethics Quarterly. said, One day, I was leaving for Washington, and I got a call from Metropolitan Hospital. They had a woman they had found under the highway. Did they send her right to Calvary Hospital? She had no family. She wasn't speaking. She was filthy, and her name was Angela. So I said, okay, we'll take her. And as I was leaving, Angela was coming in. She had a big tumor coming out of her back. She had chopped red hair, no teeth. She had AIDS and hepatitis and was draining all kinds of infected material. Of course, our cancer care technicians were anxious to go to work on her. I was in Washington for one day fighting for funding. When I came back, I went upstairs to see her and I couldn't believe what they had done. They would cleaned her up, worked on her mouth, did her hair, did her nails. She didn't look like she understood anything, but I said, I'm going to promise you, Angela, that I will see you three times every day. I thought... Three times a day I'm going to come in and touch you and tell God I'm going there because of my love for you. Six weeks later I'm coming back from Washington again, feeling discouraged, and I think, oh, I won't go see her tonight, I'll see her tomorrow. Then I think, no, I'd better go, I'll feel miserable tonight if I don't go. I go up to the floor and Angela is dying. 
So I take off my coat, and I take her hand, put it on my cheek, and I say, Angela, I'm staying. Exactly, 90 minutes later, I hear, Dr. Michael, Dr. Michael. I couldn't believe my ears. I jump up, and I've got her now as tightly as I can, and I say, Angela? She said, Dr. Michael, tonight, in a few hours, I'll speak your name to God. She never spoke another word. She closed her eyes and left this earth. We cannot underestimate the power of friendship, of simply being present to one another, even when circumstances would suggest that it doesn't really matter and it won't make any difference. Neither can we overestimate how profoundly we need this experience of friendship as technology continues to dehumanize and depersonalize so many of our interactions. But Dr. Brescia's story is an account not only of friendship, but also of perseverance, a virtue that needs revisiting. And we will do so when we continue tomorrow. But today, I want us to think about these two virtues that we're focusing on, friendship and perseverance, and how Liz Kelly, our author, used this story of Dr. Michael Brescia um, and his befriending uh, this woman who didn't have any family and she was dying of AIDS and Angela and his going and spending time with her of going and seeing her even though it didn't look like she understood anything but in the end he knew that she recognized him that she knew him and she also promised that she would pray for him, that she would speak his name to God tonight. How wonderful would it be that all of those who we consider friends, or if they were to come before God before us, that they would speak our names to God and say, Oh my goodness, you won't believe what Christina did for me. Oh my goodness, Lord. You know, Christina was your hands and, you know, you know, to me, she took care of me. She spoke words of love to me. She was present to me in my most difficult times. All of this physical, this spiritual and the corporal works of mercy, those physical things that we can do as well as those spiritual things that we can do and interceding for one another, we can't put a value on it. And this is what Liz, you know, references here when she says we can never overestimate how profoundly we need this experience, but then how powerful this friendship of simply being present to one another can be, um, especially when we think it doesn't matter, but it does. So I want you to take the opportunity today, your resolution I want you to reflect upon those whom you might not necessarily call friends, but who had a profound impact on your life through their perseverance, their present, persevering presence would be the way to kind of look for those people, those people that we might not necessarily recognize as our friends, but through their perseverance and their presence, um, they made an impact. Um, I can think of a couple of teachers right now in my life that I wouldn't necessarily have called friends, 
but through their witness, through their concern and their care for me, um, has made a profound difference in my life. Uh, I can think of a couple of people in my church community whom I see and I know they pray for me, and yet we wouldn't necessarily call them friends, um, but yet in Christ, we are just that. We are brothers and sisters. We are family. And because we're family, we're also friends. But today, again, your resolution, think back and think about those people who have been present in your life, who have made a difference, whom you might not necessarily call your friends, and pray for them. Offer them up by name, or if you don't know their name, then say, Lord, um, this person who I know has been present and they took an interest in me could have been the bookkeeper at, at school. I mean, there's all sorts of different instances, but pray for them. Call them to mind and speak their name to God so that God knows of the good that they've done for you and so that you can witness the power of that friendship, but especially the power of persevering and being present to one another, even when it doesn't seem to matter. No, my prayers for each and every one of you. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this special episode of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed it. And if you think of someone who could benefit, please make sure to share this podcast with them. In the interim, know of my continued prayers for each of you that you may be given whatever graces you need so that you can do whatever it takes. So together we can tell the master of death, not today. God bless.